There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Monday mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Mizzy Bender, and I have an exciting program coming to you today. I actually think it might be a multi-series. I'm not sure how this is going to pan out, but we have a guest on the show today. I have my cousin with me. Hello. Hello. Yeah, you got to talk. Oh, so I should say also, so we're doing uh, one thing for the first time today. I'm actually doing this over Zoom. So we're doing a Zoom, recording it, and then I'm going to be putting it on for, you know, the podcast. So a new adventure. And I'm super excited to be to, to be trying it out with my family because if something goes goofy, then at least we can just like navigate it together. <laughs> but um, I first off, thank you so much for coming on to the show with me. Thank this, you for having me, of course. What are, you know, when you, when I asked you, and it, well, first I should say, say the topic of this uh, podcast is, um, you know, transgender becoming an ally. And it's really bringing awareness to some journeys and uh, some individual um, acceptances that we should really start acknowledging out in our communities. And you were the perfect person that I thought of because, um, I don't know, you've had an interesting life. And I thought that we share some very similarities in our viewpoints on the world. And so to share an emotional aspect and for you to provide some insight onto a topic that I can't necessarily provide on, uh, I think is super cool. So before we get into all of that though, what was your first thoughts on me asking you to be on the podcast? Oh, I was just like, yes, I, I remember you asked me a while ago and I didn't really know much about it, but I was like, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever done a podcast or anything before? No. Really? That's, no, actually. And that's me and my friend always talk about wanting to do one, but it, it never happens. What? I feel like everyone wants to, but no one None of us successfully get it done. Well, you know, it's so funny because, like, I never thought that I would be doing a podcast. And so here we yeah. are. And, and it's interesting to figure out all the ins and outs of it. But I say, fuck it. Go with it. You do the most creative things. I can't imagine yours wouldn't be <laughs> successful. Uh, and, I mean, so let's talk about that. Like, what is, like, you know, first off, like, do you know much of, like, my life? Like, because, I mean, I don't know how much the family knows. You know, there was a point in time where things got a little bit chaotic when, you know, things with grandma got a little bit hairy. And, uh, you know, some stuff in the family swirled. And then all of a sudden, you know, kind of COVID happened. And there's been a lot of separation. So it's not even like we've all been able to be together. So I don't even know where this family stands anymore. So, so like, what are your thoughts? Honestly, I don't know much about anything which is like i feel like at our house we're just like we don't we don't even talk about the family much you yeah. know like it what if we do it's it's separate right it's, it's like, you know what i mean it's, yeah like it's strange how we've all kind of gone our own ways the one thing i will say yeah so uh you have been involved in like some of the things that i was doing because last year or the year before yes. we were doing photographs your Which mom Right. And and you came and I, you came up with the most creative viewpoints. And I was like, oh, my God, you were the one that taught me to bring in like extra objects and different things into the photo shoot to change what the positioning and stuff looks like. So that was like really fucking cool. Uh, and that was like that was fun because it was like it was the 
the first time that I was doing photos and it was with your mom. The two of you are excellent photographers, I have to say. Thank and you. Uh, you made it so comfortable and it was fun uh, to be able to bring the family into, you know, a project or whatever. But then again, COVID happened yeah. and we did talk about the podcast and everything like that. But, you know, here we are. So zooming it up. <laughs> um, yeah. So then also, you know, can you share, you know, some of your journey um, through adventuring on why you thought that you, I thought you would be a good fit for the podcast that we're shooting right now? Well, I think <laughs> just my whole life I've been different and you're someone that can um, attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Now, and I will say, so, so he's much younger than I am. And, and that was always one of the dis discrepancies within the cousins where, you know, there's a bucket of us that are in the older older age range and then there was only right. you so you were kind of like growing up on your own so it's well, only that's, that's like one of my biggest uh life traumas almost almost i would say like one of the biggest struggles i've had in my life that i was always so jealous because you guys were all the same age and then there was me and then once i got to like that age where i could be like almost an adult everyone started having kids and like getting married i was like oh they're on their own thing now. Yeah, and it did. It transitioned. And, you know, sometimes you don't realize, you know, how much that affects people while you're going through it. And you had mentioned it one time, and I'm like, I could totally see, you know, your perspective and where you're coming from on that. But, yeah, yeah. so because of our age ranges, it made it difficult to us for us to hang out. However, you know, what I saw growing up of you and what your version of growing up is, I'm, I'm really intrigued to hear your thought process. And so thank you for sharing it with me right now, and please continue. Oh my gosh, I'm growing. I it, I don't even know where to start. There's so much. Um, I mean, I just like the things I like. I like doing the things I like to do. And that, like, that's really the baseline of it. I. When did you get it, to the point where you finally accepted the point that you were like, you know what, fuck it. I'm doing my thing. I am who I am. I'm going to be who I am today. Like, at what point in time was that your turning point? Um, starting to do like theater mm. was the beginning of it. I don't know because everyone around you, it's so interesting. Everyone's alike in that everyone is different. Yeah. You and can be so, your eclectic self almost, right? So your differences right. makes you actually unique and valuable in that environment. Exactly. And it's like, it's almost like you want, you want to walk into the room and you're, you feel like scared because you're like, oh my God, what are people going to think about me? Mm -hmm. And then it means nothing because everyone's like that. Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so when actually was that? That was, was that junior high school or was that high school? That was, uh, I dabbled in like middle school and then high school I started doing it. But then it really came when I went to college for it. Oh. Because then everyone was serious. That's what everyone was doing. Yeah. It wasn't just like yeah. a fun thing that everyone was doing that everyone was happy and having fun but it was like everyone's very serious about this so all right so even before okay so that's kind of like a long time so like did you have any challenges growing up trying to figure out I mean listen there were times within the family that you know we knew you were different and it was actually a conversation that was that was hard for people to talk about right there were times where you know we weren't allowed to talk about it but then it was like we got to acknowledge something because he's got to be who he is and you know we got to like support you know so it was really kind of like an interesting thing within the family do you feel that well, way or am i out of line that's interesting because that's like the first i'm ever hearing about it because like i don't really 
I don't talk about it. I'm just you just do your thing. Who I am, and you, you know. know isn't that and so isn't that so funny because like here we are two different spectrums of the thing and everybody absorbs life so differently i'm actually yeah. really happy to hear that you kind of just like went on your journey and was just like this is the net this is where where it's going to hmm i like yeah that. that's pretty because cool. i don't really i don't i don't feel the need to talk about it i think it's self-explanatory mm -hmm. number one if, yeah and, and that, hearing right. it is just is just confirmation. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that also, see, like, that was one of my things from, like, an insecurity standpoint when, like, I started in the lifestyle and I was, like, trying to figure out what, like, my actual sexuality was. You know, like, growing up, of course, like, I knew that, like, there was, like, I had an attraction to girls, right? But then, mm -hmm. like, I have no idea at what point in time you're allowed to act on them, when I'm even allowed to think about acting on them. And then, like, you go through life circumstances, you know, and then I got married and, you know, I was in this other life that, like, there was no way I could possibly even think about acting on those things. So when I got to yeah. the point now where I'm with Spencer and I got in this very free, open-minded environment, I was like, wait a minute, is this the moment where I can really like dig deep into my own self and really understand the things that I want and feel? And even in those moments, it was kind of hard to transit, not transi transitions into, but I had a small time accepting it because I'm like, oh, okay, so now like, do I have to tell you know, like my family that this is how I am? Right. Do I need to share with them that I, and you know, to a certain aspect, you know, brother and sister, like I did, you know, I had full open conversations with them. And like, aside from anybody else, like in general conversation, you know, your poor mother, I think that I even told her I did one of my podcasts on having a threesome with two guys and me. And I was just like, you know, but like, I was trying to be open and honest about like where I was at and like what was going on. And like, these are the things yeah. that like are interesting me right now. And for me to be able to openly say it maybe people might not be openly accepting of it but that just means I am openly accepting of what I'm doing and I'm not embarrassed of it and I'm okay with sharing it and right. sharing insight and thoughts on what even got me to that point whatever it may be you know like there's just no shame and so for me so much more awareness came out of just the back end of like accepting who I was it was like what was that emotion and why did I feel so this certain way where I needed to think so far on who I was going to tell and how I was going to tell them and what the case was going to be and all this stuff and it kind of swirled my brain for a second and I was like fuck that yeah. I am who I am yeah because it's, it, it's all the years of not even specifically just being told something of just seeing and viewing other people mm -hmm. and society just how it's treated yep and it's almost like you have and to so it's, not even, it's not even necessarily people telling you no it's it's subconscious i've been told that they're going to say no mm -hmm. even if they don't yes right and so you have to kind of like unlearn everything exactly unlearn, that. yes yeah, so even even though you weren't specifically stated it, it is. It's it is exactly that. And so exactly the perfect segue then into the transgender. Um, you know, through the lifestyle, I have learned that you know, there I always say you don't know what you don't know, right? And there I'm learning so much and I still have so many questions. And I'm pretty positive most of the questions are naive questions, but I also feel the questions that I ask are what the average person is thinking, right? Because if I'm thinking it, somebody else in the world has to also be thinking it as well. Right. And as I started watching 
and listening and hearing people's stories, it makes me feel so sad because for a split second, I'm like, here I have this one little thing within me that I need to try and figure out about myself. I couldn't imagine it being on the total opposite side of it of having to completely become a new person. So not only are you conflicting with your own self, but then exactly all the emotions and things that we just felt on such uh, a heightened level. And so I have become friends with so many amazing human beings through social media. And, you know, COVID, again, it's been one of those blessings in disguise because it's given me the availability and the avenues to reach so many people and just to kind of like watch people's journeys and stories. And this one woman, she just, you know, she just really stood out to me so very much because, uh, you know, she's not, she's not afraid to share her story, but she has made it into like a personal blog and she's really trying to put the awareness out there. And when I came up with the idea for this podcast, I was like, oh, let me have community members submit their stories to me and I'll read them on, you know, on, on here and kind of put my personal touch on what my thoughts are and things like that. And so I got a submission from a woman who, you know, who transitioned. And uh, then I also have a mom whose child is also transitioning. And so they're two totally, completely different things. You have, now was it your cousin that transitioned? Mm-hmm. It was your cousin. And like, I have also watched within my family unit, brothers, you know, uh, brothers, baby mamas, I don't know, the extended point of a transition. Yeah. So I, I've seen the journey on that side, but I can't speak so much to it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read Lisa's. Now, Lisa is the one who wrote her story out. And um, I'm going to, you know, so I'm going to read it. And then at any given time, like put your hand up and be like, oh, I have something to say or I'm going to stop and say something because the story is just, I mean, it's just powerful and it's just amazing. So do you have anything to say before we get started? As he's looking at me, dear headlights, no. I did read these beforehand, so I'm going to act like I'm hearing it for the first time. Nice. <laughs> See, this is what I do, too. I, like, browse them. I browse them a few times, like, high, you know, high level, and then I really read it when I do this because yeah. I want to make sure it is, like, kind of, like, in the moment organic, but I have to have, like, some, some idea of what they've submitted. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So this was written on um, October 11th of 2019, and it's titled My Coming Out Story, the celebration of Nation Coming Out Day. The National Coming Out Day is a day to voice our journeys on becoming and accepting of who we are in a safe environment. Most people are scared that they have every and they have every right to with the way a select few carry out hatred and violence. Without this day, we would not have a way to stand up and protect our innate rights as humans. Because of these fears, it took me 23 years to realize about my true self. Now, 23 years is a really long time, right? And that's really challenging. That's how old I am. That's exactly how old I've been. 23 years old. Now, and and so, all right, so you say 23 years old. And then if you talk about when you really started to feel most comfortable was when you were in the classes that was only it was only like two years ago three years ago mm-hmm. is that right mm-hmm. good for you my yeah. man huh so it says of yeah. uh, three or four maybe 
Yeah. Yeah, three or four. I don't, for a while. <laughs> I don't remember how old you're supposed to be when you're in college because I went for so many years from <laughs> I fucking don't know. So, okay, a couple more years, but okay. Um, so she begins to say, as an adolescent, how does one express feelings? Uh, you're growing and developing, learning habits, behaviors, and ethics. However, the lines are never clear. So what may seem like is right is not. And I think that this kind of goes to what we were saying on like, it's not, nobody specifically says something to you. It's just kind of like a society that you kind of just observe and learn. And so you start, say that again unspoken things too yep exactly so yeah starting at such an early age and uh it is terrible it's it's terrible to think that at such a young age when she writes back to her yes that yes uh and so she begins to say i remember the first time i felt as a female and that was at the age of three My story starts with one of my biggest supporters, my big sister. I can't remember the circumstances on how it happened, but she grabbed a few cloths and put them on me. The sense that I had at that moment, though, was I felt comfortable, not ashamed. Which, could you imagine, at that age, you know, all of a sudden you're wearing this different kind of wardrobe and your whole self kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, can I ask you, did you ever have like a moment like that? Because I mean, you do wear nail polish or, you know, different kinds of things. Like, was there ever a moment where you're like, oh, this makes me feel really happy at this point in time? Or it's just not even, it, it's not even like that. Um, half not like that, half, I, I don't have like a specific moment. Just, I, I, I did like playing with dolls, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I did like dressing up yeah and um I've kind of found my way in uh letting that live just like how I dress up now what I do I get to dress up and play characters now mm-hmm. so it's like I found my you way found your way through. of being able to be fluid through your personality and and wants which is amazing right um so, um, so then she continues on to say, the sense I had at that moment, though, was I felt compatible, uh, I felt comfortable, not ashamed. Like, that's what I should have been wearing all along. The moment passed fast, and I knew it wasn't intentional now, but my older brother had a laugh. I soon realized that I could not do this or I would be made fun of. I love you, bro. I know you meant no harm of it and you're always been amazing. I just want to make sure she did note that, that the support, you know, the support sometimes can be confusing, I think, across your family members because number one, I would imagine that it's hard for the individual to be able to articulate what it is that they're actually feeling. And for that to be the case, it would be really... Especially when there's not like vocabulary when you're that young, you don't know what trans is, you don't know what... Yeah, like, how do you, that's a really great point. How do you even, I'm glad that you brought that up because that was something I never even thought about, right? How do you even say something of the sorts? And I guess, like, in this moment on how she was saying, on how, you know, her brother kind of made fun of her, you automatically know, okay, well, now I'm going to push this one down because this clearly is not, you know, so if that's what's happening at the age of three, that's a lot to funnel and and Right, when your brain is forming, you're still learning how to live yeah you're still gonna be learning how to live forever but like three it's just it's just part of learning yeah you're gonna learn not to do this to do that mm-hmm. 
Um, okay. So like any naive child just suppresses your emotions, exactly right there, like we were saying, uh, continue and no harassment will come. About the age of five, though, I had lots of anger from suppressing. Oof, that's two years. Okay, so two years journey. Unfortunately, my family was in the wake of it. Between my siblings and I had more challenges, always the smallest kid in school and learning disabilities. My siblings are geniuses with brilliant minds, and I envied them. The worst, though, was how uh, collected they seemed, where I had a hot head. I don't have many regrets, but the one I have the most is the way that I treated them. Now... I would imagine that that's almost a sense of resentment or the suppression obviously coming out in not the right way because you clearly want to be somebody that you can't be right now. And I, I mean, now what is she saying at the age, that's at like the age of five and stuff. That's crazy. That's really young. This, and this is the exact reason why I feel like this is so important to talk about because I, I think that people just look at the higher end of what the end result is of the person standing at the end and they don't listen or they don't hear or they don't see any of the stuff that goes on to get this human being to this point here. And like, it's so important for people to hear this. It's so important. It's frustrating mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, so as okay. a, right? Um, so she says, as a teenager, I snuck around grabbing female clothes, not stealing, but finding things I liked and lost and found, as well as buying them here and there. I was great at hiding my feelings and my secret. I don't know if my family ever knew before I had ever said a word about it, but they never let on that they knew, but I'm positive they had no clue. It became an art and probably one of the worst things I could have done to my family. And she wrote lie in capital letters. Um, and it's so unfortunate, you know, when you look back on self-reflection and she could put in there that that was the outcome of it. I mean, that's a good outcome to acknowledge it. But also at the moment, you don't you don't know, like you did the best you could at that time. But hopefully somebody listening to this and hearing this story will have the strength to come forward because what happens next and you guys are I mean I'm going to continue there was at no cost to keep it a secret I was foolish to think that I've had amazing family not just my parents and siblings but as well as my aunts uncles and cousins I was growing up through um I was throwing I was growing up uh though you hear the stories you see how people treat others and all you want to do is fit in not be shunned or be an outcast I always call these years until I was out of my college my acting years if I could act my way through life I would not have had to face hatred public shaming I could keep my friends I could prove to others I was male I didn't have to prove anything to myself now I couldn't imagine what those emotions are like because trying to have to prove that you're somebody that you're not, I don't know how you do that. Like I have challenges with some of my own personal things that I know that I need to work on, but nothing seems to compare to that emotional battle that goes on in your brain. Could you say that you ever had a a moment in your brain where you were conflicted on a a moment that, that really made you like stop and think and be like, you know what? I just can't think this way anymore. And exactly that, that aha moment where I am this and I am doing my thing. Right. Did that happen for you ever? Oh, that was a question? Yeah. Um, um, it was, I don't think so, actually. Maybe if I think really hard, but it's, it's kind of just a learning over time. I feel, I think that it, that's all. I'm sorry, go. Mm-hmm. 
No, you go because I forgot what I was going to oh, say. Oh, I, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, I think that the learning over time is probably the right way also, which I agree with, like you're doing the best that you can in the moment. Because when I think mm-hmm. back to how I became so comfortable with my own self, it was actually through a lot of talking and being with the community and kind of them bringing things to the table right. that I didn't even know even were things to bring to the table. Like you were saying, like when you were younger, you don't even know that some of these things are, are, are talking points. And that was sort of, it's kind of sort of how I feel throughout all of this too, which, you know, which is again, why the communication is just so important. So I would say that there, I think that maybe when I spoke to brother and sister, it was probably the moment where I felt most comfortable because I was like, oh, if there's any people in my life that I'm going to share, you know, where I'm at in life. And if anybody's going to accept me for who I am, then it's going to be these two people. So that might've been an aha moment for me. Um, but I'm not positive. I, I think it is the overall, but, um, yeah, because sometimes there's aha moments that you don't know are until later, mm-hmm. until years later. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you have to sit back and look and think sometimes it's not even something that you did. Sometimes it's seeing someone else and mm-hmm. someone tell their story and you're like, wait, exactly. Oh, Which- and you have your own aha from, theirs you know yep which is exactly why I thought it would be really cool to bring the two of us together because it's just two totally Mm -hmm. different viewpoints and you know and sharing other people's it's just cool you know and it and I like how you said it could be years later because some of my aha moments really go back a couple of years when I made the decision to make my complete life change and you know left the current life situation I was in and and came into where I am now And in that, you know, it almost was like I had to break my whole self down and become a new person. And in all of that, I had so many aha moments because I was able to go back and like really look at, you know, like all the things I was doing in life and at what was important and what wasn't. And, you know, just it's interesting when you want to really find a deep understanding of your own self. And I don't know if that's because you want to be super comfortable on who you are and not not have to worry about the judgments of other people. And if you think about that statement, that just must mean that you have to be an incredibly strong human being to get to the point of not listening to society, not listening to all of these different things and being like, you know what, I'm going to be my best goddamn personal self and whatever that is today is what it is. Because I do honestly think that we wake up every day and we're a different person. I don't think we are the same person every day. And I, I think that goes for that goes for everything, like anyone that's listening, any whether you you're going through something as um, tremendous as a transition as whatever if it just like embarrassment if you I don't even know what I'm trying to say anxiety and embarrassment is in everyone I think Mm -hmm. and even to some people are anxious to go up to a counter at a food store and say something or answer a telephone, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think there's so many different levels. This is kind of veering from what we're talking about. No, but it's great. But, but it's just, if you walk into the store in your pajamas, don't care, you know? Mm. <laughs> like, I, I kind of lost my train of thought. No, but it's true. But it, I think that the purpose of what All these little things that you feel, there's so many different scales. Obviously, there's huge scales of them. But everyone feels similar ways. 
Yes, I agree with that 100%. And it, it really is about owning what you're doing at that moment in time and not really caring about what's going on with, with, you know, around you. I was actually having a conversation with somebody earlier from a very spiritual standpoint. Now, I don't, you know, I believe, I believe much more in like a higher power because I believe that there's something that has to help guide us get to the point of realizing, you know, our true selves or keeping us on our journey. That's just my belief, right? And uh, when, when I think about all of these things, it tells you, that you need to just stay in the moment and you need to just think about the now. You can't think about yesterday. You can't think too far in advance because that's exactly when the anxiety fits in. And that's exactly when all of the negative um, emotions and thoughts come in. Instead of staying in the present and yes. trying to keep yourself at your complete, you know, confident self. And so it's interesting that we that you kind of had the similar kind of thought process on it. Because I do believe it's full circle and it all fits in, you know, as one. Because yeah, you have to... You know, I don't know how everybody else feels, but on some days I do feel like, you know, for me to be standing, for me to be true and stand on to who I am, it takes a lot of strength some days and you need to find some sort of like mental balance to be like, okay, you know what, this is what we're doing today. This is how it's going. And like, I'm good with that. You know, sometimes I feel uncomfortable and sometimes I have second thoughts and I still have those moments where like, I'm trying to be like, no, you know, stay comfortable and confident. You know, you're, you're an amazing person and nothing else matters. If you feel good about where you're at right now, that's all that matters, you know? And so the journey is always there, I think, but I like, you know, I don't know. So you have to tell yourself sometimes you have to remind yourself, right? Yeah. Like you, and, and when they say like, you have to wake up in the morning and set your intentions to like start a great day. I think that that's really true too. I started doing that in my journal. Like I'll write myself like a little, like what the power message is for the day and try and keep to it because you know, there are so many things I'm trying to work on exactly that trying to find my full confidence and stay in that moment. So self-reflection is fucking important. Um, so she continues to say, as I came back to Maine, family became more important. Once you're gone, you realize how much they mean. The day I came to grips with myself will be vivid. Those who live in the Northeast know how much the weather can change. It was about mid-March. We just had a winter mix of snow, sleet, freezing rain, and along the temperatures that fluctuate of 40 degrees or more. The roads, of course, seemed clear, but I thought I was being cautious. All of a sudden, I started to fishtail in my truck, which had a four-wheel drive. I probably went 500 yards, correcting and recorrecting, then bare pavement. Because the way the truck was positioned and the the rubber hit the pavement, I slammed into the guardrail. That instantly rolled the truck. That's when my whole life would change. As I have goosebumps reading this, right? The truck on its side and spinning in circles, the disgusting taste and smell of the airbags fill the air in the cab. A slight daze from the, sh- from the shook and the awe of the situation, time almost stood still. Being suspended by the only thing from harm was my seatbelt. I stare at the road beneath me. Sparks and the crack of the windshield climbing the window in slow motion will still haunt me to this day. If it wasn't for the seatbelt, I wouldn't have been dangling. Envisioning of going through the window, I would have died. Knowing that could have been my fate, my thoughts turned to my family, especially my parents. I pictured them going to my room, filtering through my belongings after grieving, and they would stumble on my life onto the life they did not know. How troubling it would have been for them to not know that they had a daughter. I couldn't help but cry. I, this is going to be, it's tough. 
I had to change. I couldn't lie to them any longer. But more importantly to myself, the first person I actually talked to someone ever about being transgender was my mother. I knew if I disclosed anything, she would honor my secret for a little while longer. My conversation with her was easier than I ever imagined. The car wreck made me want to embrace life, not run from it. One thing I carry with me is what I said to my mother right before I told her I was transgender was, I don't want to manage my life anymore. I want to live it. I didn't think of any consequences of what I was saying to her. I didn't want that scenario of my parents being even more distraught than I didn't say something than what was next. I sought help. As I became more confident, it was time to start telling those around my life. Uh, I had to be comfortable with me, and it was actually the first time in my 26 years of life I finally could be my true self. So, wow. Imagine, you know, when I heard that that was like the life-changing moment, I was like, holy, wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't know what one says to that, and holy moly. Right. Right. What incredible storytelling as well. Yeah. And that's what I think. Yeah. I think that she has found her outlet through her writings and she really, she started this blog and she does, she writes so many amazing things. And, you know, for me, it's important to encourage and support women in overall, you know, I think that that's, I mean, anybody in general, but you know, female empowerment is my thing. And especially when I see somebody embracing themselves, really trying to show who they are and to be that vulnerable, uh, to share that much, you know, this is a story, you know, and this is one person's story. I, imagine everyone else's story so if you're listening to this you know this is the reason why I'm doing it hear the emotion hear what happened hear the life-changing things that go on I couldn't imagine you know god forbid something went in a different direction what would that family think they don't have the option to ask questions they don't have the option to support they don't have the option to be part of something and you know in that aspect of things maybe they might have felt slighted slighted you know maybe it would have been shocking yes but i'm sure that they would feel like they missed out on something and then that sets in with a lot of regret and that's a wicked cycle you know that's something that you can't you can't unravel because there's nobody there anymore and so i think that when you Uh, even think about suicide rates and different things of this, especially in the kids. Uh, It's the awareness is really important to bring to the table, which I was really happy. It was, I was happy that a mother did write in because after I had read this story, I was like, oh my God, I never thought about something on that kind of level. And so, and, and so when she, it was, it, It's all really overwhelming when you kind of try and connect the dots and you see people as real people and then you see how much they hurt and then how strong they are. And you're like, you're fucking badass. It's it's exactly that because think about your own life and think about all the things that you go through every single day, good and bad. It's like, and, and you see someone or you hear a story or whatever and it's just like, oh, that's a person. If you don't have a connection to them, it, they could just be like a number. It's just a passing face, but it's like every other person has a story. Every other person goes through the same things that you do. And so compassion is something that needs to be upped. Kindness is free. You know, Yes. I have a habit of 
being nice to everybody. I want to tell everybody that they're lovely and and I mean it always because you know yeah. you don't know what somebody's dealing with on any given day and you know maybe you know or you probably don't know but you know some of the circumstances that I've dealt with in life in my my previous uh, are the moments where you don't want anybody to ever feel those things. And so you want to make sure that you're paying it forward and always trying to make somebody feel their best self because it's terrible to not feel that way. And so I agree. Compassion is a very good word. We should make that the word of the day. Yeah. I don't know where it's gone, especially in this world today. We need a little bit more, a little more love. Um, So... As, you know, so she continues on just to kind of, uh, you know, settle in and share how amazing that her journey has been with her family and how supportive. Um, And I'm so appreciative of Lisa sharing her story with us. And I'll put in on the podcast description where you can find her because she's very open to having conversation with anybody that has questions or wants to just talk further or learn resources for you to learn more. Uh, So she's going to be a valuable tool for us. And so I'm really thankful uh, to let her, uh, you know, share, let let us share her story with you guys. Um, It's just super powerful. So Lisa, again, thank you. Now, is there anything through that story that you think is super key uh, that should be highlighted? Or do you think that we kind of covered everything? Um, I think you did cover a lot. We did. Um, I think there was something I was thinking that was really important. That's okay. It Um, happens. I know. I lose my train of thought like nobody's business. Me too. I think it's just because I smoke a lot of pot and I don't write it down. But, (laughs) you know, I also go on wild tangents in my brain quite often. (laughs) Frequently. That's my thing. I'm having conversations in my brain and I think I said something. When I didn't. Yeah. And I'll start talking to someone and it's halfway through the conversation because I already had half the conversation in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I do that with text message a lot. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So that. We a lot. Oh, we got. So I think if I have it back in, it'll, I'll make it sense. Make it make sense in the new conversation. That sounds perfect. So we're now going to migrate on to listening to the mom story. And ironically, her name is Lisa too. What are the odds of that? Wow. Yeah, right? Isn't that silly? So so she started out, uh, it was a very, like, a very quick uh, email that she had sent over. It was kind of like, oh, hey, I'm so-and-so, um, and I have a child that's transitioning. And she kind of left it super high level. So I had said to her, I said, well, thank you, you know, for reaching out and letting me know. Um, I said, what from, what do you find to be your challenge in the, in t- you know, if there was, what do you find to be your challenge that you think that you should bring to the table as an awareness for everybody listening? And so this was her response to me from that. She says, um, all honesty, I was okay with my daughter coming out as a lesbian, but when they changed it to being trans, I was worried, not because of typical things like people judging me or anything, because I could care less. What I was worried about is if they decide to go for bottom surgery and they have a higher chance of being rejected because they are female to male. I don't want my child to feel that kind of rejection. I know that being in the trans community, he's like a family, but in the real world, people are judgmental and cruel. I also worry if the surgery goes wrong or if they don't like the outcome of the surgery that their life may be at risk because the suicide rate is so high. 
I want to support my child, but at some points they want to be identified as their new gender, but at other times they want to keep it a secret, and I have to almost be a mind reader and an advocate for my child and a warrior so that I could stand up for them because my child is very meek. They have a very they have a wonderful supporting partner. He treats my child with great respect and has been a strong point during this whole COVID thing. However, dealing with people like my dad, who is very old-fashioned and set in the mindset of thinking that you were born a female and you have a vagina, you're a female. His rigid mindset makes it harder for my child to explore their options and discover who they are. So we have setbacks and bonds and arguments and all that crazy stuff. I think the worst part is that my 10-year-old does not accept it at all and he bullies my 16-year-old. They get into some serious fights sometimes and it upsets me that there's nothing I really can do. I feel like I'm in the middle of a tug of war between siblings as well. I just tell my children, I just tell my child that I don't completely understand what they are mentally going through, how they feel, but I can do one thing, which is to accept them for who they are and love them as my child. Internally, I struggle because my child is a gorgeous female that I gave birth to and I don't understand if I did something wrong. And sometimes I torture myself, but all I can do is try to stay positive and see where this goes. Wow. Now that's a lot. Yeah, and that's so different than, you know, the personal journey. Because this, Mm -hmm. you know, the personal journey, I feel like you can take like a really positive spin and be like well that isn't a really amazing story and you should be so proud of yourself girlfriend this one's like you're in the middle like this is still like actively happening and you can you can feel that there are some like deep deep pain and concern there i don't know much about this part now this is where i thought you would be really valuable because do you feel like your cousin went through um some of the things that was described in this particular email from confusion, um, just, you know, all those kinds of points. Um, I don't know about confusion. I don't think he ever was confused and something that he went through was something that I wanted to talk about in this story. The mom was talking about how sometimes the, child didn't uh wants to be addressed as different genders Mm -hmm. and i think that is not them being confused i think that's them wanting to be safe in a certain situation can you tell me more about that i I don't know what the specific situations are that um so together and it's flip-flopping yeah so maybe maybe like she's saying like if it's like the three of us hanging out, they could be identified as their true self because we're not um, in a discriminatory nature. But maybe when she's with the grandpa, right. they're with the grandpa. Maybe at that point in time, they need to be identified as the one they're true. I think I'm explaining it wrong, but I think you understand. No, I know what you're saying. It, you're you're saying what I'm thinking, I yeah. think. Yeah, okay. Um, so- anyone that I know is not confused. They are just only doing what's smart in the moment mm-hmm. or what they feel is necessary in the moment. My cousin was never confused. Once it was, once this was decided, it was, this is what it is. And how long did the, 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 the how long did the uh, transition actually take place? Um, 
years, I want to say. I, I don't remember exactly when he started hmm. um, on testosterone, but when we were young, when we were in high school, and um, had top surgery. I'm not sure about bottom surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe when he was like 18 or 19, I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. But, and I, and I should say, it's not decide. I, did, I said the wrong word. It's not when you decide to do this. It's when you decide to be open about it. Because mm-hmm. it's not a decision that you make. It's something that's in you. Now, that's, that's a common misconception that people choose to do this. But it, no one, what people don't understand is you're never going to choose. Why would you choose to put yourself in situations that are unhealthy? And why would you choose to put yourself in situations where you can get harmed if you're doing this it's because it's real and it's what you feel and it's you were born that way yeah was there ever like points where emotions were shared where you know he was like but this is this like clearly like be able to articulate like I know in my heart like these are the things that make me feel like this gender Like, those are the parts that I can't tap into because I don't really know. And I've never really had that discussion with anybody. And it's it's really hard. You know, I do a lot of this stuff over, like, email and stuff like that. And so it's kind of hard to have, like, personal, personal conversation. I really like the emotional aspect of things of, like, I want to know what that true, true thought was. Like, you know. Um, With my cousin, with me... We, number one, we grew up together. We grew up very close to each other, and we grew up close in age, so we went to the same school as well. So we were together a lot. So it almost wasn't even a conversation. It was never even explicitly shared because it was just what – it just made sense. Yeah. when it When it happened, when he made this life change, it was just like, yep. And it wasn't even a question. It was just like, he, his pronouns are he now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, and that's learning. And that's okay to make mistakes if you're corrected. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, same person, just now, a better version of themselves. Now, when you say, because now that you say that you were so close to the journey, I mean, you were, I'm, I'm now I remember that that was the circumstances. So you were very close to the journey. So clearly that means, I mean, number one, you guys were the best of buds anyways. So you guys would always have each other's back no matter what. But was there, I mean, in your own personal self, like as you were just knowing them as a person, be like, okay, you know, like little things, like as you guys were growing up where you were like, well, okay, this makes sense for you to behave this way, even though you're this way. Or like, were there things along the way that made you like second guess how they should be as a person, even though you guys didn't have those conversations? So, oh. Are you there? Yes. Oh, my gosh. My Zoom thing just went away. <laughs> but you're still with me. I see you. You still see me? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, oh, I'm back. Oh, here I, he is. I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, um, there. Yes. It was everything was boy. Always wanted boys shoes boys clothes boys toys all that stuff yeah and 
of course, when I was younger, I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Fun. And um, so, like, it really wasn't a thought in my mind because when I was growing up, I didn't understand why I couldn't have this or I couldn't have this or whatever. So in my mind, it was just like, Oh, I accept you for that, that because I get it. Yeah. And so I had start, I had been conditioned to think this is this and that is that you play with this, you play with that. But myself, I still couldn't, I could relate that. I was just like, I want to play this way, you know? So I didn't, it didn't really strike me as unnerving. It didn't strike me as anything when we were younger. And then for, he had to do two coming outs because he came out as a lesbian at first. Mm. And there, there was a couple of years of that. And so then everyone's like, oh, that's it. That makes sense. That's yeah. all these things. And then um, he came out as trans a couple years later. Mm. And that, and I think that's common for a lot of trans people. I can't, I can't really say that, mm. but my personal perspective, I've seen that in a lot of trans stories. And do you um, know why that would be? Is it, is it them still trying to find their way on the journey or? Maybe, is... or maybe it's lesser of a blow. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, it's more common for just, um, LGB than T. Yeah. Mm hmm there's just more out LGB than T. Yeah. And so maybe that's it. I, I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, it might like an easier transition or something. Well, if you guys are listening and the viewers have some sort of comment or want to put insight onto it, I'm always accepting at MizzyBender at Outlook.com yes. and we can always tap back into it. Um, it's, you know, I'm really happy that we shared so much. And like I said, it's really interesting to have so many people's perspectives and to have different thoughts on it. Um, mm. I'm just really excited to have like my family member on here for the first time talking about such an important topic and just like bringing awareness, you know, it's just cool to me. Um, yeah. You know, through, will you say, so I always like to do this before, like I hang up from some series and stuff. If there was like one takeaway that you would want the world to know, like what would it be? And it could be on anything. It doesn't have to be on this topic. It could be on anything that you want. Um, I think it's something that I already said, and it's that something that is often said by many a people, many a day, everyone is going through something at all times. So you can't judge. You don't know what's going on in their mind, in their life when you're not seeing them. So just take a step back before you judge, before you have a negative thought about them and just think maybe something's going on. Maybe it's something I don't know too much about, something I could learn more about and just lead with kindness. Yeah, right? I mean that, but that's so true. I like that, lead with kindness. You know, I know that you are an awesome human being and it's been super cool to spend uh, this much time uh, together on Zoom. And when freaking COVID kind of chills down some, I still want you to get over here and hang yeah. out. I mean, I can't believe things got so like wonky, but um, I know. And, and now that we're close, 
I know, I know, like literally right down the block, which is fucking fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh my God. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening to um, the Missy Bender show this Monday morning. And we do hope that you start to spread kindness. And if you have any feedback, if you have any questions, if you have any topics that you want brought to the table, uh, please reach out to me at MizzyBender at Outlook.com. And uh, until that time, make sure you follow me on every single social media platform that you can possibly find. And uh, I'll talk to you so soon, America. Actually, it's to the world. Big kisses again. See ya. Oh.